Healing by definition means the process of making or becoming sound or healthy again. Ah, healing. (laughs) What a journey it's been. What a journey it continues to be. Healing is not a one-dimensional thing. Healing is not a one-way thing. Healing is not a one-time process. Healing's forever. Once you begin to commit to yourself and decide that you want to heal, it's forever. It's a constant application of self-love, of removing self-doubt, of ta- of that self-care, of taking responsibility for your life. It's a continued process. And the journey just keeps enhancing and it just gets better and it gets easier because you have the tools, you know where you're going, there's less distractions, and you've gotten over the hard part. The hard part was saying, yeah, I'm worth it, I'm ready. I'm ready to start my healing journey. And that's why healing is not to be glamorized. Healing is the work. Healing is what people don't see. They just see the result of your healing. The ones closest to you will get to witness it. But to the outside world, you just show up one day as this beautiful, shiny, sparkly new diamond. And they wonder, oh, I wonder how she got here. They didn't see what it took to get there. The layers and the layers that had to be chipped away and uncovered and smoothed and shined. It's a lot of work and it's worth it. My primary relationship is with myself. All others are mirrors of it. As I learn to love myself, I automatically receive the love and appreciation that I desire from others. If I am committed to myself and living my truth, I will attract others with equal commitment. It's time for story. (laughs) So when I was competing, so this is my first show was in actually 2008, I believe, 2008, 2009. Um, Then I competed again in 2010. And then it kind of went on like a little hiatus. Um, And I competed again starting in 2014, 2015. Then quickly (laughs) retired after my last show. So when I was competing in the bodybuilding world, your value is labeled by the title you receive on stage. And if you didn't rank, then you weren't good enough. Honestly, excuse my French, guys. How fucked up is that? Literally, your value is labeled by a title and a plastic or metal trophy. And if you don't get it, you weren't good enough. Well, who the fuck are they to say that I didn't work hard enough, that I didn't sacrifice enough, that I didn't dedicate enough time? I realize that when you're competing and you're an athlete, there really can only be one winner, right? If you're on stage, there really can only be number one, one number one spot. And yet, so many of us who are struggling value that number one spot too much. So for me, for someone who was stepping into this arena, this circle, this lifestyle, 
I was not totally confident at that time. I lacked self-love and I was already struggling with body image. So you know what that was? A recipe for a freaking disaster. I am super competitive. I really am. <laughs> Give me a competition and I will work my ass off to win. And I love that about myself. I think it's a great quality that I just, I don't give up. I work hard and I'll always try to be number one. I do not think that's a bad quality. However, in this instance, <laughs> it was both good and both bad. It was the beginning of a downward spiral. And see, when I was in it, I didn't see it like that. I had a goal, I worked hard, I was dedicated, and truthfully, I was a freaking savage. <laughs> I really was. No one could outwork me. I was so disciplined. I literally brought my meals everywhere, even restaurants. Terrible. Tupperware in a restaurant. Cold ass food. And I thought I was happy. I thought, this is the life. This is so great. I've got abs, low body fat. I'm going to the gym twice a day, including an hour and a half drive one way. So you're talking three hours round trip, not even including the freaking training time twice a day. So I was doing the training and then I was also going back to my own gym. I mean, let's talk about gas and mileage, but my whole life existed and revolved around working out and eating my meals. That's it. Just those two things. That was, that was all that was important to me. I was, you know, at that time I was training. So I did love training. I was teaching classes. Um, I was in my element as far as helping others, except the, I could only help them to which the level I was helping myself. So I wasn't really in my best place yet. I was struggling and no one saw it and not even me. And I found myself seeking validation from a sport and seeking love from a partner that couldn't love me back. Not only because he was unhealed, because I was the mirror and all relationships in my life were a reflection of my own self-love. So any relationship that I had had in this time period of my life was unhealthy was lacking love because I myself was lacking love. I hit really big highs when I won my show and then super deep lows. Super deep lows when I went for my posing check-in, ready to compete at the next level, on a high from being number one, winning overall, feeling amazing, to being told that I was carrying too much fat. Still, how do you still have this much fat on you? That in order to get to that next level, I'd have to take steroids and increase some cardio. What? Didn't they know how much cardio I was already doing? And I've already expressed a million times over, I was not doing anything unnatural. And yet here I was having a conversation at my leanest, being told I still wasn't lean enough. I wasn't good enough. And that was my breaking point. That was my non-negotiable. We all have a non-negotiable. We all have a breaking point. For me, that was it. I was not going 
to alter my physique unnaturally and I was not going to allow someone to call me fat after the endless hours I had put into my body to perfecting it. Quote unquote, perfecting it. So that was my breaking point and it was only just the beginning of recognizing the problems and even then I wasn't fully ready to commit to my healing. I quit competing and I started enjoying my life outside of the gym again. And by doing that, I found that there were other things I enjoyed in my life, part of which was helping other people with their health and wellness, but without restrictions. By showing people that what I was doing wasn't healthy and it wasn't healthy. So by helping to heal others, I started to heal myself. I was taking the lessons I was teaching them and applying them to myself. (laughs) It took a lot of years, a lot of tears, and a lot of unpaid therapy with best friends, (laughs) a shit ton of patience to get to the point where I said enough is enough, it's time to love myself, and I need to stop this cycle that I'm in. And it did take a really long time. And I will always continue to nurture this healing journey and pour into it and pour into myself. Because the moment that you decide that you're worth it, the moment that you put yourself first, the moment that you start to truly look inward, your life will change. The mirror changes that you're looking in. And you will attract all the things that you've been wanting, everything you've been looking for. So it's when we decide that we've had enough, enough of the bad, that we want more, deserve more, we take action. You can't sit and pray. You have to pray and take action. I want you to start creating healthy habits, habits that support the routine of the life you want for yourself. Surround yourself with people who truly see you, allow you to be seen for who you are, and support you and uplift you. And most importantly, the mirror. The person looking back at you is the most important relationship that you will have, and how you treat them is everything. How you treat yourself is everything. So when you look at yourself in the mirror, I want you to be proud It's okay to be scared and not know where to start. And you have to start. How you view yourself, you speak to yourself, you carry yourself, promote yourself. How you do those things is everything. Are you leading with love, the love that you truly deserve for yourself? By looking inward, We can make a change outward. What helps me personally is I love journaling. I love creating these inspiring podcasts. I love giving back. I love good music. I love working out. I love reading a good book. And when I say I love working out now, I love working out by moving my body, things that make me feel good, and not having stress surrounded by it. I go because I want to, not because I have to. And I'm not rigid in my routine. I do what feels good for that day. Spending time with family and friends, laughing, experiencing life, helping others to see their own worth, to discover their self-love, to 
radiate confidence to embody the woman. And sometimes I inspire men. I realize that here. By inspiring and helping others, I help myself. That brings me so much joy. Decorating my home, sharing cleaning hacks, sharing just life hacks, sharing mom life, sharing my daughter, like getting dressed up. Um, Just the list is endless. Going for a nice walk, getting my nails done. Like there's a million things that I do that bring me joy. So I say all these things because ask yourself what brings you joy and do more of it. Do more of it. Discover more. Dig deep. Go beyond the surface. Find the things that truly light your soul on fire and do more of them. And in doing that, you're going to build your self-love, build your confidence, and create a life full of happiness, true enjoyment and happiness. What brings you joy? And that's what you want to focus on doing more of. And remove more of what doesn't bring you true happiness, whoever and whatever that is. I share with you my story today because so often I'm asked, how do you have such self-love? How do you have confidence? What did you do? And it's not just one thing. It's, It's a concoction of things. We have to start by defining and discovering where Wherein lies the struggle, the traumas, the problems? And then how can we heal them? By discovering ourselves, our true selves. Some of us have lost our true selves. It's buried down so deep, covered by what society wants you to be, what that toxic relationship said you should be, what maybe your parents told you you needed to be because they didn't know how to be. It's a generational thing. I'm 37 years old and I can tell you that my parents' generation was not given the tools like we are given the tools now. They were not given the tools on self-love. They were taught, you go to work, you start a family, you get married and you just do it on repeat. The wife stays home, the guy goes makes the money, the wife is the mom, she cleans the house, she does all the chores. Like, it was a very one-sided way of thinking and it was not full of empowerment, that is for sure. I've had these conversations with my mother. She could only give me the tools at which she was given the tools. So here I am making my own new tools for the new generation. I want you to go out there and I want you to start. I want you to begin to heal because your best life is waiting for you right on the other side of that, on the other side of starting. Instead of focusing on your problems, focus on your desired outcomes. To raise your confidence, I want you to start by taking daily, small, achievable action steps that support your goals. And acknowledge your efforts and successes. Stop comparing your life and yourself to anyone else's. Listen to your intuition and follow it. Offer yourself affection in many, many ways. 
remember to feel gratitude. Remember to count your blessings. Remember to have more fun and relax. Think inspiring things, be inspiring. And never give up. Make the commitment today to nurture your inner seed of love and ask yourself, how can I be more loving to myself today? How can I show up today for me? And when you look at yourself in the mirror, don't forget to say I love you.